Hello, and welcome to the Innate Wisdom Podcast. It is with great pleasure that I have with me today, Anne Bridges. This is Anne and I's first time speaking in quite a few months, almost a year, practically. Yes, so time flies. Yes, and you've been up to lots of different things, so we'll ask you about that in a bit. But I really, I you know, I have to, uh, I listened to your the episode from a couple of weeks ago where you interviewed Dr. Mark Howard and I loved it. Uh, and I want to listen to it again because there's so much, so much in there. How was that for you? It was great. It was great. I mean, I'm very fortunate. Uh, I've, I've got him as my coach at the moment, so I'm loving, you know, the conversations that, you know, the question about listening was just, um, you know, he's got a, depth of knowledge yeah and I what really stood out for me was being the fact that I'm divinely guided that was the, my biggest takeaway from that conversation mm. yeah divinely guided there was so much that was such a rich there was so much in that conversation that uh, and how do you the divinely guided what does that do by knowing that, or what does that do for you? What does that, what does that give you? What is that? Uh, it's, it's that peace of mind of knowing that I don't have to do everything. It's not all up to me, thankfully. Because I think if it had been all up to me, I probably would have given up beating my heart by now. I'd have gone, oh God, it's always me beating my heart. Can't somebody else do it? <laughs> and <laughs> I would have given up by now. <laughs> so yeah, the sun rises and sets without me having to do anything about it. So it's just, yeah, being able to um, relax back into that trust that um, it doesn't matter what the external looks like, that um, it's always taking me to where I want to go, mm. even though it looks like a challenge. Often these things, <laughs> where I want to go has some opportunities for growth, shall we say. Opportunities. Yeah. <laughs> Challenge or opportunity. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> What is the gift in this? <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Yeah. No more gifts today, thank you. <laughs> Get some for tomorrow. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. And so you guys touched on I I wanted to because there was the bit where he you briefly started talking about compulsive thinking mm. and then it flowed from there and then when he was talking about the experiences with Sid and, and that um, you know, the good feeling and I, I swear he said the good feelings that he found the good feeling wasn't enough like it there had to be something else oh what when he was before meeting yeah. Sid or yeah well or when to be for it to be useful yeah well I suppose there's the understanding of it as well um I'll have to have a listen back to it then and to to find out what he was saying I don't know for now it was something about you know there has to be the insight and so how do you create that right or how do yeah. you not create it, but allow it to happen. So yeah, well, I think that's, I mean, and that's how 
my experience of the three principles has really unfolded is that I've had insights and that's changed my direction and changed my perception and therefore the way that I behave and it is definitely insight and realization driven and the people that I get to work with as well it's just wonderful when they you know have their own insight and realization and it just changes the landscape for them completely yeah let's talk yeah. a bit more about that and what you do because you you're you're still involved with fertility yeah i work with an international fertility company i'm their senior emotional coach so i get to work with couples all around the world um and it's fascinating because i mean the three principles it, it covers everything really and you, you know it just happens to be that this is the area that I found myself in. Again, it didn't seem to be up to me that that happened. That felt like divinely guidance. I decided to join, um, you know, the Clarity Coaching. And as part which of that, you have to met. have, <laughs> yeah, which is where we met. And to get your certification, you have to be, have co paid coaching. You have to, and I, at that time was community nursing. And I'm thinking, oh, I have no idea how I'm going to get paid coaching, but we'll work that out later on. And as luck would have it or however divine providence, whatever happens, um, I got a phone call from this lady who I knew from a conscious raising organization that we both belong to. And she said, oh, we've got this job going. Um, well, this lady wanted to take a sabbatical. She wanted to go to England. Would you be willing to take over? So I said yes, even though inside I was thinking, oh, my God, I've got no idea. Um, and luckily with this style of coaching, it's just, you know, in the way that Jamie teaches it, it really it brings it back to the simplicity. Mm. And so I had that confidence that, you know, I can I can work with any particular situation. It doesn't really matter because it's always the same problem ultimately. And so therefore, you know, it, it was great. That gave me the confidence to go, OK, well, if it's always the same problem, it doesn't, you know, it just shows up in different guises. So my two favorite recent ones are, are both the same thing, that after pointing them in this direction and, you know, talking about the three principles that I, I saw them a month later and I give them an experiment to play with because I say, I don't want, you know, I don't want you to take my word for things, you know, have a look, have a look at where your experience is coming from and then we'll talk about it next time. And well, both of them, different people on separate occasions just said, there's no need to, for me to worry anymore. I don't need to, to worry. And I was like, wow, that is a huge, yeah. a huge insight. It's, now, I didn't set out with that in mind of, you know, you, you know, you need to stop worrying. I mean, obviously, that's ideal for everybody. <laughs> um, and yet, you know, the way that they had their insight, and that's what they got. Huh. Mm, that's, that's, yeah, totally, totally. And recognizing it as well and stopping and just reflecting it back to them and just letting them take in that big step that they've taken into a different universe, really, you know, without worry, where would you be? <laughs> mm, <What? much> <laughs> no worry. Huh. Yeah. It would seem miraculous for some people, I'm sure. Definitely, definitely. For these particular people that were real worry warts, you know, they worried if they had nothing to worry about. They were that kind of thing <laughs> yeah. going on. Something's wrong. There's nothing wrong. With <laughs> yeah, that's right. There must be something. Um, yeah, it was just huge for them. And it's going to have that ripple effect, you know, over time. 
it's mm. um it's great and it's such a it's a, such a pleasure to to have that opportunity to work with people and have them see something that I've seen because you know I'm so happy that I happened to listen to something that um, Jamie Smart had recorded and that just changed the trajectory of my experience and my life and where I was going and has just saved me a world of pain a mm. world of pain I think of the way that I was and how I used to think and get caught up in stuff I mean I still do from time to time I'm you know <laughs> I'm not walking on water just yet. Um, <laughs> Occasionally swimming. But, yeah. <laughs> swimming water I'll do, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's such a gift. It's really mm. joyful. It is. Life just seems easier. Mm. Like, so many things that if I think about, that I used to think about, you know, spend so much time and energy and struggle about things that weren't even, didn't exist yet, yeah. or never came to fruition, or yeah. or would make so hard, like spend so much energy thinking about things, and, and now just do things without any sort of, oh, I can yeah. just do things, I don't have to think about them first and agonize over them. Yeah. <laughs> And how much easier that is, you know, and I get so much more done yeah. rather than spending that, that time in kind of like in my head, just going over and over and over. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not even, it's not even a conscious decision not to, it's just. Yeah. That's what I love about it. It's nothing to remember. There's nothing to, it's just, yeah, just different now. Like the things I used to get upset around with my husband. I mean, we've been, we'll be married 20 years next year. And uh, he's never been particularly tidy, but I would come home from work after when I was doing the nursing stuff and oh, I'd just be wanting to put the washing on and wandering around the house, picking up his underwear and socks everywhere. And in my head, it was so angry. And so, you know, why am I doing this for you? You know, you're 40 odd years of age. You should be able to pick up your own stuff. I'm not your bloody mother. Why am I doing, you know, and that's the world that I lived in. And I, I thought it was him. I thought he was mm -hmm. the problem. <laughs> So, yeah, he, I read The Relationship Handbook by George Pravsky, which is one of my, I love that book. And he now recommends that book to everyone, even though oh, he's really? never read it. <laughs> he's never read it. But he said, you know, our relationship improved after you read that book. <laughs> so, and it, he didn't have to do anything. <laughs> he didn't have to read it to know it's a wonderful book. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Suddenly she's not nagging me and getting upset about stuff that, you know, and that's, it's, just accepting him for who he is because mm. the insights that I got and again it's back to that insight and realization the first one was oh my god if he was to drop dead tomorrow I would give anything to pick up his underpants off the floor mm. Mm. so I saw that it wasn't the underpants and then the second thing I learned was or the insight I got was because I'll let you into a secret it's probably not a very well kept secret that I am not perfect and he still loves me. I know it's a shock, Polly. Um, and he still loves me. So I could do the same for him rather than getting annoyed about where his socks are or not. And it's just, again, a world of pain just disappeared. Yeah. You know, I've already, and this morning I have picked up his underpants and put them in the dirty washing basket, but I didn't have anything on my mind about it. It's like, I like to see the floor. Mm. I don't think, and that's that individual reality stuff. He doesn't see it. 
he just doesn't notice it. I, I like to buy flowers for the house. I like them. So, and I said to him one day, I said, oh, what do you think of the flowers this week? And he said, what flowers? And they were right in front of him and they were purple irises. They were huge. And I was like, <laughs> wow, totally different reality. <laughs> totally different. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's just made our relationship, which was always good. I mean, he's a great guy. Um, it just got me to focus on different things rather than things that were annoying me, which I was really good at. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, yeah, getting to focus on what I love about him. And um, it's great. You know, the, the simplicity of what, of what you just said there, just focusing on, it's like, where is your focus? Mm. It's like on the things you love about him or. Yeah. Yeah. And, but that all came through an insight. It wasn't yeah. something that I'd, it was definitely a new thought that I'd never had. Yeah. And that's what, that's what's so amazing about this stuff. Just the new thoughts that pop in that like where did that come from <laughs> I mean I think I told you when we did the advanced about the car accident that I had that was brilliant oh yeah <laughs> tell that insight. again that's such a wonderful story so I was community nursing and I was driving between patients and I was getting caught up in my head about some political stuff at, at work and I admit I was getting a bit about it anyway I'm driving to the next patient I've turned left and then there's a person coming across the other way that obviously didn't see me and he t-boned me now as he's t-boning me I am swearing my as he's coming towards me I'm swearing my head off I'm really the air is blue you know you bloody idiot why can't you know and I didn't even think to honk the horn or anything like that but I'm just swearing my head off getting like because I knew there was nothing I could do about it I couldn't move anyway once he'd hit me or as he hit me this thought out of nowhere came you've just crashed into yourself and I'm like wow that's really and it just shifted things for me and I got out of the car and opened the door for him and I said are you okay and he's an older gentleman and he was like oh I'm so sorry I didn't see you my wife's just been diagnosed with dementia I'm really you know and my heart went out to him you know because mm -hmm. I've definitely been on the road at some time when I've been well I was caught up in my own head so I could see what was happening that he was lost in thought so we went over to the roadside and there was a gentleman you know who obviously thought oh I'm going to be a witness here and he starts walking towards us I'm flooded with adrenaline and I said oh, I don't know about you mate but I'm really could do with a hug and he said yes please so we're both hugging next to this car accident and this guy's face was a picture of like wow that's not what I was <laughs> expecting <laughs> but I knew I bumped into myself and that's you know because the oneness of the whole universe so who am I crashing into so mm. how would I you know it just softened and just made everything a really and I had a great experience because um afterwards you know I got my car upgraded and all sorts of wonderful things that happened <laughs> because I, I know and I really feel that because I just experienced it with love rather than anger which I really could have gone into that, that. I've done that before but yeah that's that insight that comes out of nowhere that I was not expecting <laughs> <laughs> that thought at all especially if you'd have heard me the minute before it happened <laughs> <laughs> I was not feeling oneness at that moment so, yeah, but, yeah. If it's you those been things able to hit his brakes <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> probably yeah 
So yeah. it was, yeah, it was a really great car accident. A really yeah. great, you know, I stopped thinking about the stuff that really wasn't helping me as well. It got me out of that thought pattern that I'd been mm. falling asleep into. It was definitely a wake up call from the universe. Like, you know, stop it. And yeah, so it worked out, worked out well. He obviously needed a hug as well at that point. So some people do anything for a, although not, not, not now with COVID. This is obviously pre-COVID. Um, yeah, gotta be a bit yes. more careful. Well, I'll be ready for a hug. Yep, <laughs> mm. yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, it releases oxytocin. It's a really amazing, you know, we need it. We're sociable creatures. So I think it's going to be interesting with the, how things shift afterwards, you know. I don't know what it's like in Canada at the moment, um, whether you're still in lockdown or are things easing up? They just, this week, they just were in our province, they easing up this week. Some of the provinces are easing up and one of them's just gone the other way. So, oh. So it's kind of a patchwork of what's going on. Right. Uh, but most of them are heading in the right direction. So it's good. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Mm, it's a crazy, crazy time. I mean, yeah, mind blowing, really, what's happening and happened. I definitely feel like I've lucked out being in Australia. It's been well, Sydney in New South Wales. It's we've had a really pretty easy run of it, really, all things considered. Hmm. Well, that's compared. Mm. Yeah. It's like that. That. That's certainty and that you know people that life is going this way yes you know what's going to go on and it's like well you know this happens and like well we never know we never have known no. there's never been there's never been certainty about anything and they're never <laughs> yeah that's it but people live like that is you know they know what's going to happen next and you know mm -hmm. and then suddenly life goes you sure <laughs> yeah. I oh. certainly wasn't expecting a car accident and then when I had that so you know yeah it's amazing how we kind of play into that just imagining or just seeing everything just as it's always been and will always be mm -hmm. and then life comes up with some surprises yeah but it is being comfortable with that mystery one of the things with the the fertility stuff is you know, obviously people want to know when's it going to happen? How's it going to happen? You know, well, they know how. But, yeah. Um, and maybe if they've tried everything, there might be a little. Yeah. yeah, well, that's it. There are, you know, with the with the place that I work, they do a lot of research and uh, and dive into what's happening physically as well. So there is that element to it. And, you know, there is something to be said about being comfortable with the mystery and, you know, allowing it to unfold rather than, you know, just... And a lot of the time with that uncertainty, people, you know, without this understanding can create all sorts of scenarios for themselves and, and scare the scare themselves innocently because of the thoughts that they're having about something that, you know, may or may never actually eventuate. Mm. Yeah. I certainly had that experience before this understanding and not recognizing that it was just thought. So when I decided to give up the nursing role, um, the end of last year, beginning of this year, um, I had the thought of, oh my God, you're giving up a steady paid income to go and coach. And without this understanding, I think I would have probably freaked myself out and phoned them back up and said, I've changed my mind, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay. 
you know, at the expense of my dreams and doing something different, just knowing, oh, it's just a thought. I don't have to buy into it. I don't have to take it out for lunch and wine it and dine it and panic myself, <laughs> which is what I would have done previously, for sure. <laughs> wine it and dine it. <laughs> <laughs> I've wined and dined a lot of thoughts that you know, probably weren't a, a good idea. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it was good. It got me to leave. Yeah, to let go of the nursing stuff. I mean, I'm still I'm still casual there occasionally if I want to do nursing, but it frees me up now. I've just um, finished my birthing book, so that's oh, yes. at the publishers. So Gentle Birthing is out in Balboa Press. So you can yeah, which. I don't think I would have completed that book either without doing the coaching because I was so in my head about what other people might think mm -hmm. because it's it is a bit out there that's but that's me tell us tell 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 us a bit more about this book well it's it's a birthing book really yes thank you thank you actually I was listening to George Pransky one time because um it's taken me seven years to write to finish the book and get it actually published and honestly, it was easier giving birth than it was writing about it in the long run. Um, and I was listening to George Pransky talk to about another guy who said, you know, I haven't written my book and I've got writer's block. And George said something along the lines, well, I don't think you've worked. You don't know how long it's going to take. You know, and that's what I'd got in my head of I should have done this by now. I should have done this by now. I should have done this by now. And who's to say when and how long things take? It's just the mind or, you know, my internal thought process that had it had that I had to do it quickly. And but it's yeah, it's done now. Um, and it's really having a look, you know, in this direction of often the scenarios that we can create for ourselves and getting scared about things. There's a lot of fear around birth. That's what really made me want to write it because I see so much fear and anxiety and coming from the medical model as well, having worked in nursing and assisted on cesareans and all of those sorts of things as well. I, I really, and actually having given birth myself, I, I got to see that we've been sold a bit short uh, a lot of the time. There's so much fear around it. And I just wanted to kind of shift the perspective, bring it out of this fear and pain. Because one of the things that I did with my nursing at the end of the, you have to do a kind of thesis and mine was on, um, post-operative pain mm. yeah because I'm such a wimp <laughs> I was like I'll do it on pain so fear and anxiety it's well known in research that fear and anxiety increase your perception of pain yes so therefore you know this is why they do pre and post-op well they do pre-admissions now so they tell people what's happening and that reduces the experience of pain because they know what's happening and all of this sort of stuff so that fear and anxiety is reduced now, there's great birthing classes, and I actually got into hypnosis because I wanted to have a natural birth, but I was more scared of an epidural, having a needle into the spine, than I was of giving birth. But then I saw a documentary of a lady using hypnosis, and she was having a cesarean. So that's major abdominal surgery with no anesthetic. And that just blew my mind. I was like, well, if you can do it for surgery, so surely you know, natural birth would be a walk in the park in comparison. So that's how I kind of went down that route and got involved in that aspect of stuff. And so, yeah, learned hypnosis and, you know, became a hypnotherapist. 
and yeah just began teaching birthing classes and supporting couples to not hand over all the power because sometimes I think you know well I mean it's really important to get the team right if you get the team that you're so you really feel confident confident and comfortable with your obstetrician if you have an obstetrician or midwife led that's always great too they've got very different experiences obstetricians to midwives generally not all but because they've come through it a different way they're more focused on pathology of what can go wrong with the medical model Mm. um, with doctors that's what they get taught really Um, you have to do one see one teach one so they have to see an episiotomy you know do an episiotomy and then they teach one so they're looking to do invasive stuff whereas midwives it's you know this is a normal natural process we want to leave you alone as much as possible you know in the nicest possible way we're there to support you so it's a very different kind of feel to it uh, and, and don't get me wrong there's some great obstetricians out there I don't you know mean to tar them all with the same brush and there's a lot of um, I had a particular obstetrician who when I spoke to him he said oh you've got gestational diabetes which um, I did and he said this means you're going to have a big baby you'll probably go into labor and you know because it's a big baby you'll need an epidural things might slow down you're probably going to end up having a cesarean so you might as well sign up for one now <laughs> so I I was gobsmacked now if I didn't have the experience and the understanding that I have I could see I would have signed up for that yeah. I would have gone down that route well he's the doctor he knows I I was just thank you and no thank you um I mean I know he meant well from his yeah. perspective you know his reality that he's living in yeah. that's you know the safe thing to do for people but I went down to the midwives afterwards I got steam coming out of my ears I was like who the hell is that man and you know and they're like oh yeah but then I wonder how many you know students that he would have had come through with him that he would have they would have got that perception that perspective so it just drove me to go oh my god we're really being you know sold short that it doesn't have to be like this and and I had made a few differences with Lauren you know like she was overdue so they said oh we're gonna have to do an induction Um, and there's certain things that by the time number two came along with Ben he was late as well my sister jokes, she goes, oh, you, you never turn up for anything on time. Why do you think your, your kids would? <laughs> I'm what she calls a time optimist. Time optimist. <laughs> so, yeah, so then I got to see with Ben, I was much more, I had a better understanding. So I said, look, I don't want to have, um, you know, anything like that. Just let me have the ultrasound if everything's okay, because they're, they're concerned about the placenta. I understand mm. the reasoning behind why they want to do the induction. And everything was fine. So I said, well, that's fine. I'm going to just wait for when he's ready. And he turned up about a day and a half later. So and it's a very different experience from a labor with an induction compared to without it. It just was much easier, much easier. So I don't know. That's what got me started writing the book. And I was teaching birthing classes. So I got lots of, you know, stories to tell. Um, And, you know, and I'm I wanted to bring more of the spiritual aspect in there, that divine guidance, um, that element to it as well, which um, is really important to me. So that's, you know, because I think birthing can be a really, I mean, it's all spiritual anyway. There's no, this is a spiritual experience, all of it. But birthing, you know, it's definitely something that you can step into and 
have an amazing experience. I mean, the endorphins and the, you know, all the amazing stuff that Mother Nature has got waiting for you if you're willing to, to go down that route. It's amazing. Highly recommend it. <laughs> I wish I could bottle it. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's why the birthing book came about. And yeah, it's been, it's been great to do. Nice. Well, congratulations once again. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> cool. To look for it once it's, so it's at the publishers now. And yeah. I mean, if you look up um, Balboa Press, Gentle Birthing and Bridges, um, the book will come up. So um, I'm still in the process of creating a new website. It's always fun because I love that sort of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where um, that's where I'm up with that part. But, you know, it'll all come together. Um, I'm not. That's, again, that worry stuff that I would have caught, caught up in before. Um, you know, everything's chugging along and there's my timing, which I want everything yesterday. And there's that divine timing, which is always perfect. Yes. You know, there are people that love doing all that website stuff. Yes, yes, yes. Well, they've given me back now and said, do you want to change anything? And so it's it's now stuck with me because I've got to go ah. through it again. So <laughs> I'm the person at this point in time. So, yeah, I have handed it over. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, no, there's no way I'm doing a website. Yeah, give me childbirth any day rather than a, a website. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yep. <laughs> I've missed conversations with you. <laughs> right back at you, Polly. I remember that time that we had um, in the advanced coach, and you, I can't remember what it was you said that just completely blew my mind with something. Oh, well, I just remember having an epiphany with you because for some reason we couldn't get into a group. <clears throat> and I was relieved because it was about three o'clock in the morning for me. So, you know, it was getting a harder work to. <clears throat> being be you know, with different times of being conscious and yeah but um yeah just seeing the world differently it was something about dreaming i think anyway yeah yeah, yeah great yeah. conversations we've had but <laughs> yeah <laughs> if i could remember them but i know it's gone in there i know it made a difference ultimately we were always in that altered state because mine was always starting at 2 a.m in the morning and you yes. were going to 4 a.m or whatever yeah yeah <laughs> that's it it was yeah not easy I think um and you know I couldn't imagine not doing it um no. yeah no it was, yeah. it was and it wasn't that it wasn't really that difficult no but boy uh people they had a lot of comment just oh I could never do that be so hard that's crazy and it was like once doing it, it was like, well, it's actually, it was quite easy. And I didn't. Yeah. Well, I think that's the thing. If you've got that, <clears throat> excuse me, if you've got that divine, or you've got that passion and you, it, it's something that I really wanted to do. Mm -hmm. So time zones weren't going to get in the way of that. No. And I think nursing has been really helpful for me. I don't know whether, because I've had shift work. So I've, you know, done that before but you were you know you went in cold and yeah yeah no, I, i've always been i have to get my sleep and i sleep with this and i sleep i'm a night and it's like that all and it's like that's just a story that was all made up yeah that's it the stories around sleep it's like money's got a lot of stories but sleep has too i've oh, you know yeah i need this it, amount of sleep and i didn't have any problem shifting back and forth 
it was just so I was yeah I think the first one that I did I remember saying to my oh, I was just I've been up all night and then it daytime had hit and I'm like well I, I can't I'm too excited and happy and joyful to go to sleep now and I remember saying to my daughter oh sleep's overrated and uh, she, but we, <laughs> that came back and bit me one day because she's like I don't think I'm going to go to bed now and I'm like oh, you know you need to. so that story I was running for her and she goes don't you remember you saying sleep's overrated I was like oh no <laughs> but it's true all the stories that we tell that you know we buy in I buy into and then experience yeah yeah we do so many yeah people's i mean you being in you know the nursing background and you just the story like what people the reality they're creating for themselves by or that that they're only seeing just by the the reiteration of story over and over yeah 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 well, it just reminds me of myself about how many different areas I've still got stories yeah. around I haven't seen through yet. <laughs> yeah, we won't talk about those. <laughs> <laughs> I have to remind myself about how far I've come. That's the thing. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. I've definitely seen some stuff because I had such a story around my weight mm. and that really disappeared. Oh, yes. Yeah, with um, I suddenly had this thought of oh my god that's just a story because I'd been telling myself I'm overweight for forever Mm. even when I looked at pictures back of myself when I was in my 20s and I knew that my internal world was oh god I'm overweight I'm overweight and then I look at pictures of myself at that age and think god I wish I was that overweight now (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's so it was a story and I once I'd seen really saw through it it it's like oh it just dropped away just dropped away by an emotion I remember yeah. that coaching session. Mm, yeah. And it was pinned by an emotion. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just. Yeah. That was lovely, actually, that to, to get. Well, it was the chocolate cake. Is that the, the one you're thinking about that yeah. I was, yeah, yeah, stuck on chocolate? That's compulsive thinking, that kind of, mm-hmm. you know, chocolate cake will make me feel better. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it's got magical properties. <laughs> <laughs> I've experienced a lot of food freedom in, you know, having some sort of insight, not even sure exactly what it was and just the freedom around. Not, not that I obsessed about food, but, you know, like having to have food, having to shop, having to prepare food. Oh, my eating right up, you know, and then, oh, the foods, the emotion foods and then seeking food and then, when there's an, you know, some sort of upset, and then I'm suddenly eating a bag of chips or whatever. Yeah. And I've just had so much freedom around food since somewhere along the way, and I couldn't even pin it to a point that mm. now I, yeah, my life was not, it wasn't that I re- re- revolved, it felt like it revolved around food in a yeah. peripheral sort of way of always got food with you do you have snacks do you have you know do you have yep. tea or water or whatever yep. and it's it's just kind of dropped away now it's not like that 
thing that's always there to to worry about and mm. so that's really freeing yeah 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 it is well, i i loved what jamie what that what really hit home for me with the chocolate cake stuff was him just saying well that's your wisdom in that moment that you know reaching for the chocolate cake to ease the thinking that i was caught up in in that moment mm. you know it, reaching for something externally to sort out something that is an internal problem and yet once i'd what would happen is i'd eat the cake then i'd i'd have a few seconds of relief of like oh great because the thinking had stopped and then i'd straight in with more thinking like oh I shouldn't have done that you're so willed you know more chocolate cake you've had more than you need you're just going to get fatter and fatter and you know and on that barrage of insults internally would would go and then when he sort of got me to see that it was just wisdom in that moment the next time I had the chocolate cake I really really enjoyed it I mm -hmm. ate it really slowly and I didn't have the thinking afterwards. I was like, well, this is just wisdom. There's a lot going on for me at the moment, you know, doing X, Y, and Z. And this is fine. Yeah. And so I just didn't have anything on it. And then I stopped doing the chocolate cake. It just didn't, yeah. And now, yeah, around cake, I'm very different. And it used to be kind of like, oh, just give me the biggest slice you possibly can. <laughs> now it's like, oh, I'm quite full. So just a little bit will be fine. But uh, I had, yeah, very different thinking about it. It's amazing. It is fascinating. Mm. So much emotional support from food. Like yeah. Just and that that going to. It's not never never been cake for me, but. No. <laughs> well, I think I was brought up in a family of sweet tooth people. So it was, you know, if there's a problem, you know, or an upset, you know, mm -hmm. let's have something sweet to eat. Yes. That, you know, a cup of tea and a slice of cake will solve most Everything. of the world's. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so it turned out I was looking in the wrong direction and that was fine. <laughs> so, yeah, now it's yeah, it's been great just to have. Yeah. Once you know where the experience is really coming from it's thought in the moment and that it will pass if I don't take it out for lunch and wine it and dine it then um or try to push it away yeah 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 what you resist persists yeah uh, I played with that one quite a bit <laughs> <laughs> definitely yes yeah. don't it's definitely more of a yeah don't think about the pink elephant don't think about the pink elephant don't yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's thoughts. It's amazing. I, I, I love that quote by David Bohm that, you know, thoughts create something and then goes, I didn't do that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I fell for it again. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, I'm, is there any, any nugget of, since this is the Innate Wisdom podcast, any mm -hmm. last nugget you'd like to? share with um for me one of the things that i've been doing which i and i don't want to say this is a kind of because i know we're not supposed to kind of oh i've forgotten the word tools and all of that sort of stuff but one of the things that i've really found beneficial in my life and i think nursing has been a great grounding for that um is gratitude mm. because i've spent time in situations with people when they're in a really 
tough, difficult space. And it reminds me how lucky I am yeah. and how, you know, to be grateful for what I have. I had one guy that was in a wheelchair and all sorts of, I don't know, it just, it just makes me go home and go, God, life's good. You yeah. Know, all the stuff I worry about, really. <laughs> so again, that focus, what am I focusing on? And I, I play a game with a friend of mine, a gratitude game where we every day give things that we're grateful for. And it has to be different each day so that I'm not just going over the, I've got a roof over my head and, you know, family and all the, you know, running water, the usual suspects. And it's been great because it's a double whammy because not only am I spending time, I listen to what she's grateful for as well, which is great. And then I'm looking throughout the day for new things to be grateful for. One of the things I had the other day was zebra crossings. I don't know if you have zebra crossings where in Canada, the black and white Belisha beacon things. Anyway, and I was walking across and I was like, wow, who thought of a zebra crossing? You know, like the car stopped for me. (laughs) Wow. And I'd never even thought to be grateful for it. And because of this game that I play with my friend, the gratitude game, it's been something that's really, again, that focus rather than, you know, what used to be, you know, what's wrong and what's this and what's that. Just that focus of, wow, you know, things to be grateful for and then seeing seeing and looking for it spending time actively looking for it I'd never thought to be grateful about zebra crossings <laughs> but yeah they're great really yeah. wow it's a great they idea a wonderful invention <laughs> there's yeah there's magic power in being in gratitude and being grateful and uh, you know tool or technique or just comments you know like innate wisdom in action by yeah being great what shows up that's it well I had a patient one time and um and I had that that new thought of oh next time I go and see her I'm going to ask her what she's grateful for and I hadn't seen her for a while I've been away on uh, a retreat and I came back and I was in a great place I was just like oh zen like and she wasn't she was not in a good place and so I said to her you know Wendy what's what's there to be grateful for and she couldn't think of anything and I thought wow that's that's a really tough place to be where couldn't think of anything to be grateful for because she'd spent a lot of time complaining Mm -hmm. that's what she got used to you know that was her way of being and so we had a bit of fun with it because she'd been hitting the whiskey while I hadn't been around. And I said, well, what about whiskey? Are you grateful for whiskey? <laughs> She's just like, I suppose so. Whiskey and cigarettes, are you grateful for them? <laughs> it's just noticing then, you know, we played this game for a little bit and just the shift in her, just the shift in focus and shift in thought and, you know, how she was as a result of that. It was great. Nice. <laughs> um yeah that's awesome that's definitely my uh the thing that's really supported me in all of this is gratitude yeah. appreciation i love that i love that well thank you Anne. it's been wonderful and i've enjoyed our conversation and i do you know i want i did mean to mention that when you were interviewing dr mark howard you you are fabulous at that so oh feel free to do, do more. some more yeah <laughs> thank you well I've I've watched it again and the only it's interesting the way you watched it differently from my the way I did because I was like I really didn't introduce him well that was the only thing that was going through my head so it's an opportunity to to get better at it and thank you 
Well, I did, I, I did have, you're most welcome. I did have a little bit of a, a momentary. She does this so well. I wish I did it now. <laughs> Well, well, you, you do. Go. I watched. I watched the one that you did with um, Bill Pettit's wife. Uh, her first name escapes me. Really? That was great. I really loved that um, conversation because, actually, what I get to see is because I like oracle cards and all of that kind of mm -hmm. stuff, and that's what she did. She does. Yeah, she. I would have so loved having the conversation with her. Both Pettit. Yeah. They were just. They're both wonderful, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. And she has so many layers to her. It was, yeah. It was, yeah. I loved that. I thought you did a great job. So I don't know what, yeah, I think, you know, you've got your style, which is wonderful. And I loved that conversation. It really opened up stuff for me to think I can do it my way. I don't have to be the three pre's. This is, yeah, well, that's it. This is, I'm now doing it my way. <laughs> the White Witch Jedi, that's what uh, I always wanted to be when I was a kid. I'm finally stepping into that role. Nice. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Anne, and uh, enjoy your day. And I look forward we'll to, you know, perhaps we'll have another conversation. And we'll be lovely. It'll, Get some I'll do more some more. more. I'll see who else to interview. Yeah. Yeah. Thank we'd you, Paul. Love that. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Take All care. Right. Take care. Cheers.